Hey friends, welcome back to your favorite homeschool podcast. You're listening to season two of the Friends of Cabrini podcast. Go ahead right now and subscribe on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And make sure you go tell a friend. Hey friends, welcome back to the Friends of Prini podcast. You're now listening to a new episode of season two with your host, Jaleesa. Today we have a very special guest on. Her name is Simone Yisrael, and she is a homeschooler of 11 years to three beautiful little ones. She's also an entrepreneur and a photographer. She owns Nubian Moontime and abundantly beautiful photography. She's joining us today all the way from Georgia. Please help us to welcome Miss Simone, Mrs. Simone to the show. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Wonderful. So you are a super mom, an amazing wife, an amazing entrepreneur. How has that life come to be? How did it start? How did you get into the arena of homeschooling and entrepreneurship all together? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll say our journey began uh, maybe about 14, 15 years ago um, while um, being newlyweds. And speaking about what we wanted for our future as far as our children, their um, education, uh, what we wanted to teach them, what we learned from attending public school ourselves. And we decided then that uh, first and foremost, we did not want to put them through the public school system. We wanted to do whatever we can to keep them out of there and be able to um, to introduce entrepreneurship to them as well as doing so in our own lives. So we started our journey then um, just with a lot of research and <clears throat> deciding to um, to say, hey, we'll, we'll start building the foundation by saving money, by working the right jobs in order for us to retire at an early age, but free up our time so that um, that I can stay at home at least with the children and uh, start that journey. And as my husband is back and forth from work, he can teach as well. So we started then and um, here we are now still 11 years strong um, in this journey. And, um, you know, we always get that question. Do y'all plan to homeschool to college? Yes, we plan to homeschool. (laughs) all throughout their life so yeah (laughs) here we are that's so funny you mentioned that i was just asking my son um the other day and he's he's eight and i was asking him like do you think you would want to be homeschooled through high school or you think you might want to go to public or something and he's like well even though i don't get a chance to like see a whole bunch of kids every single day He's like, I thought about it, but I like learning everything that I want to learn at home. So let's just homeschool mm-hmm. all the way through. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> he, he's, he's kind of developed his own understanding of, um, you know, what what we're doing and the purpose of it, I guess. Now. Yes. 
that's so awesome that you guys um, are doing the same thing as well. And so now you mentioned that you and your husband both previously, like, you know, as children, you guys went to public school. Was that correct? Um, yes. Uh, for, for the both of us, our parents, you know, they put us in public school and they, um, you know, they, they worked and whatnot. So uh, most of our days were spent in school and then after school we were either at home doing a lot of homework and we did a lot of play as well but um it wasn't as much uh interest-led learning that we learned of you know while on this homeschool journey so um being that we missed out on that we we didn't want our children to miss out on that (laughs) what do you what do you think is the the ultimate difference what would you say, like, is the ultimate difference of why unschooling or any form, I guess, um, any form of homeschooling may work compared to with public school education? Like, what is that thing that it's missing? It's missing um, the ability to connect with the individual. Um, with public school, it just seems like this just this big bubble that everybody has to fit into. You know, everyone sit down, learn this way. We're not going to teach according to whatever style that you learn. It's just this way and this way only. Um, And that's not how we are built as people. Um, We all have a different way of learning. Some of us, we want to stand up in the class and um that's how we learn some of us will tap our pencils and that's how we learn um and in the public school a lot of times those things are um punished those ways of learning you know if you fidget around too much it's okay you're interrupting class um if you even uh finish your work early (laughs) which was one of my issues (laughs) if you want to call it that um but I would finish, I would complete my assignments um, rather quickly. And then, you know, there was nothing else to do. My teacher had nothing else for me to do. So I'd put my head down and I wasn't being stimulated. So I'm sleeping half of the class and then um, not really absorbing anything except, hey, I'm just ready to get out of here, get my degree and start on the next phase and who even knows what that is because I haven't been directed anywhere, you know, except to just keep going to each, to the next level. That's all. Just keep making the grades, go to the next level and choose a career that makes the most money. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And that is something that I feel like everyone really just overlooks when it comes to education as a whole. I think we, you know, the I, I would say in the US, I think altogether, um, you know, people have collectively categorized education as kind of like getting a good quality education, making it past grade one, two, three, and so forth getting a good job, going to college. And that's really kind of supposed to be what the educational journey or the makeup of of one individual is supposed to be. But we're not actually teaching quality skills that are life skills. 
you know, we're not um, educating the children based off of what their interest is, which like you said, is child-led learning. And so we're not really giving them any guided instruction or even really exposing them to a variety of different opportunities where they can kind of really just explore and see if things um, may work for them in, in a particular setting or whatnot. And I think that's, that's very unique because it does sound like that's absolutely missing um, in a public education setting. So thank you for, for sharing that. And I think that people need to look at it. Like that's, that's a big deal. You know, when uh, public schools kind of were starting out or when, you know, I've said a couple of years ago, decades ago, they had a whole lot more of skill-based classes where children were able to take classes to understand how to build or how to work on cars. They had a lot more like home economic classes and those things are now missing and that's something that I guess you can say that homeschoolers are able to get right so what are, what are some um, classes or things that you guys are currently doing now in your 11th year of, of homeschooling what are some classes and activities you guys are doing now So for us, um, I wanted to make sure that our daughter and our children knew how to cook first and foremost, like early on, because I myself didn't learn that until um, I was 18, 19 years old, (laughs) really of learning how to cook different meals and whatnot. Um, You know, I knew how to prepare breakfast pretty much or put together a sandwich, but um, not so much of dinner and um, all those things. So um, our daughters were in the kitchen, two years old, one years old, standing on a chair, uh, measuring uh, that brought in math, Um, you know, being able to uh, cook was the life skills. Um, Also sewing, hand sewing. Um, We're not so good at the machine sewing yet. (laughs) We all need a class. But um, <laughs> but at least, you know, knowing how to patch up um, what we need or uh, hand sew things together. We've been doing that um, as well as math, writing, um, black history, um, a lot of those things we've been we've been doing over the years. And, and it's just been evolving um, more and more. We do a lot more um, experiments. That's something I try not to do so much textbook science, um, just kind of blend it with that hands-on learning. Um, Cause I know our children is still at the stage of needing to touch and make it connect to whatever they're reading. Um, so that's uh, some of the things I feel like I'm missing one or two. Um, <laughs> Cause it's like, oh, oh, and learning money. Um, yeah, financial literacy yes. um, and definitely even communication skills. So um, our children, they're, they're earning their allowance. And then as they want to circulate their money, when we go uh, to the store, I'm like, now I'm not going to pay for it. I want you to communicate with the cashier. And my daughter, she's, you know, she's 
very she's a social butterfly but when it comes to like speaking to new people she's like oh no mom you you do that you do that and like no (laughs) you have to learn (laughs) so she's definitely getting comfortable with that um now so yeah those are you know life skills that I um wanted to make sure and my husband wanted to make sure that we introduce early on and not so much later in life as um sometimes can tend to happen when we're I feel sometimes sheltered um in the public school system you know sometimes um being around so many people um sometimes a child can become sheltered they don't want to talk with anyone they don't want to be a part of a clique or crew and um they might not find their voice so we want to make sure that they they found their voice at an early age Wow, I love that. That's powerful. Finding your voice. That is yes. very important. And you mentioned some really good things, like you said communication skills and financial literacy, the sewing. All of these things I feel like you don't see in almost any public school districts. <laughs> you no. Know, you, don't, you don't see and, and they're missing. And I feel like it's been time and time again, said where as the generations go through um, high school, in each, almost each graduating class, right, there's always someone that says, like, I wish I learned how to do this, or I wish I learned how to do that. And it still becomes on the parent, right, to teach those things. And I I understand what you're saying when you met, or when you said that um, you learn how to cook at 18 or 19. And it's kind of, and what I'm kind of thinking is like, instead of just waiting to when your child finishes high school to do those things introduce it early on because Mm -hmm. if you're waiting and you're depending on another public ed educator to teach your child these things they're going to go through this whole journey through their school system and they're not learning it and then they'll still have to turn around and come to you so it kind of defeats the purpose almost of even right you know when when you're going to end up being the one to do it anyways (laughs) it goes back to that it goes back to that whole saying of like parents are the children's first teachers and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I, I love it. So, um, you know, I know you guys are native of South Carolina and I'm sure some of the laws and things in South Carolina are probably a little different from those in Georgia. Yes. Um, what are some, I guess, what are some specific requirements you've seen for the state of Georgia and Maybe has anything changed because, you know, there's been a recent surge and push of a lot of African-American families um, who are now homeschooling since 2020. So have you seen any changes since 2020? And are there any particular requirements that your family currently follows with the state of Georgia? Um, Actually, there has um, there hasn't been any changes, any significant changes that we have seen um, since you know, in the past uh, 10 years or so. Uh, One of our reasons for moving to Georgia was because of um, their strict laws in South Carolina to where it was, uh, where you had to choose one of their programs and pay a monthly fee or um, be under a certain organization, um, which also supported the public school system, not, you the person really didn't have the freedom to teach what they wanted to teach. And um, that defeated the whole purpose. I'm like, I'm, I, 
we didn't want to do public school at home. We wanted to right. homeschool <laughs> and whatever way that looked like, because even then, you know, there was, we didn't know about unschooling. We didn't know about world schooling or um, all the different ways of schooling. <laughs> we just knew right, all these different Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, Georgia was one of the closest states and also um, one that we had looked into before that just seemed to have the freedom <laughs> um, just had the freedom to um, to teach what we want um, to just sign the declaration of intent and that was it you know you didn't have to necessarily report your whole curriculum um, you do have to um, I'll say this they were they asked that you test your children every three years after third grade but it's not mandatory um it's a record that you keep yourself as parents and i guess something you keep on hand just in case um you you're questioned or whatnot but that was it are you enjoying the podcast remember to subscribe to friends of cabrini on spotify now back to the episode Now, what kind of testing is it? Like, is it standardized according to like whatever the state standards are? Um, Yes, you. Yes, I believe that you just choose from a list of what they um, deemed as standard, and it has to be one of those companies. I believe it's like three companies, and as far as I know, it's like there's a fee to it. the lowest being like $30 and you pay that and they test and then you just keep that on record. Okay. Interesting. I, I never knew that. Right. Is always full of surprises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely good to check, like you said, to check that website each year to see if there are any changes in the state. Um, but as far as we've seen, there haven't been in Um, they're not so strict, you know, what we were hearing, what, what, uh, what we heard was going on in South Carolina. And then from what we read was required was like, this is not what we're looking for. We're looking for freedom in homeschooling. Um, you know, not all that other stuff. So, um, yeah. You know, when I, when I think of like the, just the, as you said, like the strictness of it all and, and. Uh, limited, just lim- limited everything almost, it seems, right? Right. I think about, like, how some of these laws are just set up that way to, to make things either confusing or uh, just, mm, you know, <laughs> fans uncomfortable, right? And, and you just have to kind of keep trying to figure out how to go around it. Right. Um, and now I think... I I think <laughs> if I was looking at the news correctly yesterday, I think you guys had the runoff with Warnock and Herschel. Yes. So I, I was, you know, curious with some of these uh, elections now that have come up, have any of the candidates said anything about in, in regards to education and homeschooling? Because it wasn't just something that happened in 
one particular state. You know, we saw this shift across the whole country once everyone right. decided that everyone needed to shut down. So did you see anything, uh, I guess, mentioned from either one of those two candidates on how best they plan or intend to support education as well for families? I did not, but that now I'm going to do my research to (laughs) kind of scan (laughs) a lot of their interviews and see, um, you know, if there was a mention in there that was that I overlooked. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I, you know, I just know, I just noticed and I, and I know they had the runoff yesterday. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't get a chance to look up look this morning and see which one won or not. I was going to do um, that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just thought about it and I was just like, everyone's out here running for office and, you know, whatever. And it's so much going on. Of course, I think the main issue is probably safety across the board in a lot of the major cities. But yeah. we all was a part of a pandemic. These babies are a part of a pandemic. Right. And they had to do a ton of them had to do a lot of virtual learning and, you know, for whatever reasons, they may not have been able to um, excel at it or whatnot. So people are questioning, like, where are these kids that that were in the public system and not there any longer? (laughs) Right, right. Like, what what did you learn? (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) right. And and that's interesting. Yeah. I guess we'll keep our our fingers crossed because we don't want any new mandates, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. We definitely don't want that, you know, new wave of, hey, time for you all to report. So yeah, no. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, I'm not, "We're gonna, we're gonna go off the grid." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, no. should uh, you know, not include anyone before the pandemic that you know were homeschooling. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's so funny. That's exactly wow. yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going through my research on that. <laughs> yeah, that's something to look at. You know, not just I know I mentioned those two, so I. For our listeners that's listening, don't just think I'm talking about those two uh, gentlemen, right. but across the board, right across the country, I think we should all um, look at all of the state reps and governors, mayors, especially the mayors. Um, yes, all, you know, all those good folks, representatives, and this president. <laughs> right, right. Yes, we don't know what's going to happen with any of them, so you know, hey, just just be on the lookout. Yes. But, um, You know, you did mention as well about like the different educational philosophies. And that's one thing that I think I kind of love about the homeschool experience as well, because like you say, it's not public schooling at home. It is whatever you and your husband and your children decide to design it to be. Um, It's child led learning, right? It's unschooling. It's um, eclectics learning, it's secular learning, it, it's outdoor nature learning, it's world schooling, it's traveling, it's it's whatever your thing is, you know, right. even if that means like your kid loves watching film and they just want to watch movies all day, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know, it's gaming, it's, it's right. Um, what is there any particular one of those, you know, any particular philosophy you may follow or maybe you might have kind of maybe you might have kind of designed your own thing because I noticed like some people kind of don't just follow one 
a homeschool right. philosophy. Sometimes you kind of segue into something else because each ch- each child that you're homeschooling is always, you know, learning differently. Right. So do you follow one or do you, do you kind of mirror what you guys are doing into a variety of, of philosophy? I would say ours is like a, it's like a uh, combination. It's like, um, it's eclectic. It's, um, it's unschooling, it's interest-led, um, it's African-centered, it's all of those things, and, and veering into now world schooling. So it's all of those things uh, collectively. So it's sort of like on, those, on what you said as far as creating our own. Um, I don't know what to call it, <laughs> except it's, uh, it's African-centered, eclectic, homeschooling but then we can't forget that we're adding travel in there so yeah I don't know what to call it it's just so we're doing our thing (laughs) yeah you're just exploring you're just you're just yes I love that how do your how do your children adapt to um how how do they adapt to the approach well I, I guess that's not even a fair question because now that I'm thinking about the question right they they never attended public school so right and that right so that there was no shift yeah. um hmm. well I guess to change the question then uh wow this is not the spot <laughs> <laughs> I guess to change the question uh I would say maybe how have they enjoyed right how have they enjoyed yes. the journey so far yes so um our oldest she um you know born into it um all of them born into it and so far she's she I guess can be the most verbal about her journey so um over the years we've seen how you know she may have one style of learning one thing may interest her and all this stuff and then you know as she's getting older now um (laughs) she gets into this uh place of even like, oh, well, I don't like unicorns anymore. Like, I'm not into that. Now I'm into <laughs> the dragons. And then it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> or um, at one point she didn't like Minecraft, but now she's into, it's it's something similar to Minecraft. So she's building and designing homes and stuff on these apps. And it's like, I'm, I'm seeing the creative flow um as well as legos we love legos um so is there um, is there a future is there a future career for like architecture or engineering maybe definitely um and when we uh, this is the thing with her like she doesn't like those like we if we get excited and get all into like oh yeah you can be an engineer you can do architecture and all that she's like Okay, now you're kind of pushing me in a direction, and (laughs) I'd rather flow. (laughs) So it's like, oh, okay, maybe we'll just keep that to ourselves, but we'll watch and keep guiding you in that direction. And then make the connection, you know, some way or another, bring in um, the lessons of architecture and design and all that stuff, and then, you know, let it click for her that oh yeah I can do this so we we did realize that like once we start um mentioning all these different fields that you can go into 
based on the interest. And she's like, um, uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, maybe. It was like, okay, I see. We got to be less excited so you can get excited. Okay, we'll just sit back and talk about it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So I know I had the pleasure of having one of your beautiful little ones at a, as a part of our um, virtual spelling bee program yes. that we had last year or this i'm saying last year this, this it year. does seem yeah it's, yeah <laughs> this year has almost, been so long almost, yeah almost 23 um yeah. i had the pleasure of, of working with your little one which she is so beautiful and amazing so thank you for thank having you it. that was such a joy thank um, you what other, you know, what other like online programs or I would say maybe you got some digital things you guys work on? Because I know you say you're not super duper textbook heavy. So what other programs would you suggest for families that they can use, um, you know, to kind of encourage or to assist, right, with their, with their children's learning experience? Right now, we attend Liberated Minds uh, Homeschool Virtual um, Online Campus. And so we've been doing that for the past, I believe it's been two years. And um, that is one of the uh, homeschool collectives that um, helped us on our journey here to Georgia. That was our support system. Um, And, you know, and, and basically finding our homeschool village. Um, here in Georgia. So they were at one point a, um, what do you call it? A co-op. And, you know, due to everything going online, they launched their homeschool university. So our children attend their classes there. Um, They have science, math, music, um, cooking classes, um, French, Kiswahili, um, all, all types, any, mostly any subject you can think of, they found a way to, um, mold it into a class as well as for adults. So, um, that's what we do virtual. And, um, outside of that, we do a lot of trips to the park, (laughs) um, (laughs) the library, (laughs) And as well, building our home library. That was something that, you know, we did while we were in um, just in, in carrying them. Um, the fact just building their their bookshelves. So that's one mm-hmm. thing that I encourage all families to do. Build your home library and read, um, just read to them and just um, encourage that that joy of learning and imagination. So that's um, one of the things uh, that we we do and encourage as well. Um, outside of that, mm, any other resources? I would well, have what, to about what about yes. your own businesses? What about your own businesses? So you are an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, so they they definitely get front seat in that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they they have learned a lot of the. Um, photo, uh, especially in photography, um, how to communicate with the clients, 
how to edit pictures. They enjoy doing that, um, which has now turned into them creating their own art and editing it and stuff like that. So they learn Photoshop and Lightroom and all those fun things. Um, but as well, my um, our oldest, she creates um, on different apps. She she creates artwork as well and print them. And she has her own baking business, but we're also really? adding in her art business. Yes, it's called Nayama Sweets. And she just launched it last year. Um, and we're getting more into bake sales. Like I told her next year, be, we're going to be front and center in front of people because I feel like that's the best way to make things happen versus, yeah. you know, websites and all that stuff eh, and shipping. No, let them get everything baked, fresh, and you have yes. a conversation right in front of them. So, yeah. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of doing the same thing as well. So we're, Awesome. We're going to be going the same direction too for 2023. Yes, I love it. I love <laughs> it. And then with um, Nubian Moon Time, that's a um, my company that's geared towards women and girls um, to teach them about their moon times, teach them about their bodies and you know what's going on with it as they go through the changes in their adolescence mm-hmm. and to combat things beforehand um before it gets into adulthood you know where they may go through issues such as fibroids and um you know cramps and all that stuff you know just teaching them early on how to feed their bodies the right foods and herbs and just um the right products too um just to now, let them do you, know do you teach classes is like do you offer this in a class for mothers and daughters or how, well, how do you guys do that that is an add-on to my product um there's a woman by the name of Njadeka who is um she's in Ghana and she teaches virtual classes from Ghana um on the topic so that's uh, one of our add-on products to the baskets that I sell um she has a three-part uh, class based on um, the moon time. Nice. I love it. That is so awesome. I definitely can see you creating a space where a lot you, you can reach a lot of, of mothers and, and young women with that because that's a topic that is not, right, always right. spoken about in it's something that we should speak more about and be yes. a little bit more educated about. And I would almost even say maybe even men too, you know, because right. as partners, you want to be able to be in partnership and be able to empathize and understand too. So, right. Yes, absolutely. Those are some very creative businesses there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> and they are, and they are obviously very purposeful businesses as well so wonderful I love that so you know through your journey and you said you've been in this arena I, I don't even know if arena is the work word <laughs> you know but in in this homeschool space in this homeschool arena um I'm sure like many other parents right you guys have probably come up against a whole lot of different myths and a lot of untrue things. What is one thing that you would say 
after some time of homeschooling or unschooling that you guys realize, you know what, that's just, that's, it's a myth. It's not true. You know, what is something, um, what is like some, a myth that you kind of defunct or when did you have your aha moment where you realized like you're making the right decision, you know? Um, so for us, I feel like we were very confident from the beginning. Um, even though we had never really seen homeschooling before, we just knew that what we were doing was right because it, from, from what we saw in stories about homeschooling versus what we had encountered through public schooling. And from what we saw in our circle of families, of everyone just running this circle of confusion, you know, still in their late ages running this rat race or just still don't know what to do with their life, still don't, um, had never pursued their dreams. Um, and it was just like, we don't want that. We don't want that for ourselves. We don't want that for our children. Um, so for us, I feel like that uh, aha moment, I would say would more than likely be when our child, our oldest was two and we went to our first um, homeschool um, expo, the Liberated Minds Expo. And we were in the space of other families and homeschoolers who had basically made the decision that we did, who had their families against them, who really didn't have friends in their corner. Um, And they said, I'm going to do it anyways. I really don't know what it's going to look like. Um, I have an idea, but I, I, I just, I need... I just need clarity on how to get there and for us to be in a space of other people that were at those same stages. Um, it just clicked for us. It was like, we're making the right decision. And wow. here's a village that supports us in this. And nobody knows each and every step to make, but we're all going to climb these stairs. We're all going to do this. And we all have each other's back in this and I would say even in that in that space was the first time when I heard um this brother by the name of uh Baba Cordell he said he said homeschooling is just parenting he said you're just being a parent yes, he said that yes. It's just, yes. you're 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 taking control and not putting it in the hands of anyone else and that was my aha moment. <laughs> homeschooling is just being mm. a parent. Please yes. listen, listen to that. Homeschooling yes. is just being a parent. I say that all the time. Yes. <laughs> I feel like people don't understand that it is an ex- it is an extension of who you naturally innate are. Yes. That's, that's who you naturally are. And on top of that, if we think of, if we just look at the idea of parenting, there is no one way of doing things. 
Yeah. There is no rule book. There's not a, a single textbook that can teach us on how to be a parent. When you first give birth to that child and they come here on day one, the very second, you are jumping into that thing, whether you are ready or whether you right. are not. And you just got to give it your best and wake up every day for the job. I, yes. I literally, I literally, one of the things that I do, I'm so glad you said this. One of the things that I do, and I do this every single morning, every single morning I go and I wake up my son and we pray together. And I just thank God oh every God. single day for giving me an opportunity to wake up for the job to say that I am his mom. Yes. You know? I think if you if you're just thankful for the opportunity to be a parent, that mm. that energy, that that energy that you put in for the very beginning of your day, it sets the tone of your day. It sets the tone of yes. how you and your child interact. Um, yes. It sets the tone of you know just experiences. So yes, I 100 percent homeschooling is parenting and if you yes. feel that you cannot homeschool then that must mean that you feel that you cannot parent right <laughs> right <know>? exactly <laughs> exactly and that's that's the thing a lot of people you know they were project project their fear of parenting their fear of you know where they may have dropped the ball at on us homeschoolers you know they they will say things such as, oh, well, you don't have a degree in that. You know, leave it to the oh, professionals. And it's like, if I can, t I, I wish, <laughs> oh my God, I wish we were connected. I would say almost two or three years ago, I had this former coworker who would always say that. She would say, well, why are you, why do you feel that you're qualified to teach your son? And what degree do you have? And, I would just sit there and I'm just like, oh, you're asking the dumbest question. And then right. so, and you know, instead of even like answering the question, I would just say, well, how was it when you were a, a young person and you were in school? And she would say things like, well, they didn't have books on Maya Angelou and they didn't have books on Gwendolyn Brooks and things of that nature. So I always wanted to read their poetry, but I never could find Langston Hughes. And I, and I would just be thinking to myself, like, you're answering the question right. that you asked me of why I'm qualified. Exactly. I'm, I'm qualified because I'm giving my child the representation that he yes. needs to see. And I'm giving him the experience that he needs to have. And I'm just thinking of it like you're 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 supposed to be my elder. Mm -hmm. We're of the same we're of the same community. And right. yet you're questioning my judgment call with my child, but then you sit and say that you and your child have had these negative experiences. Mm -hmm. oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know, it, it, they make you want to just like go yes. there and then it's like, no, just retain yourself exactly. and, and, and keep it together because like you said you it starts at day one you have to have faith in what you are doing and understanding what you're doing how you're doing it what is your why and push oh through God. it regardless i love how you mentioned that you guys went to you guys went to the uh, the event where everyone was there as a whole and you mentioned about not having the full support of the family i think yeah. that is key as well because when you have 
you know, I guess I guess we would call them um, external. Uh, what is the word? Is external the correct word? I don't, I don't even think that's the like correct extended, word. Here. Like extended, extended, thank family, you. Right. Extended. I don't know why I said external. Um, when you have the, you know, when you have the, they now become the extended family, right? And, right. and that's the that's the key too. I think that people seem to think that yes, we're family, but then once I become a mom, my family that is my priority is the family that I created, right? Not right. the extended family. Right. So then the, the the opinions of the extended family don't quite matter as much as the opinions of the family that I created mm-hmm. you know and I, and I think they lose sight of that but then it's like when you don't have that support from that extended family I think they also seem to forget that extended family th- doesn't have to look like your blood relatives right you know extended family can look like your best friend that you've been friends with for the last 10 or 20 15 years Right. Or it can look like the person that you just met who is also a homeschool parent and they're like, hey, let's partner in this. And I'll teach your kid. Mm-hmm. You teach my kid. And, you know, that's still family. And so it, it's so it's so amazing that you you mentioned that because I want people to know, like, support doesn't just simply have to come from blood relatives. You can find support through other people with like minds that are doing mm-hmm. exactly what you're doing. You can find support from people that they don't even necessarily have to be in the same state, right? Right, like, right. I'm, I'm not in Georgia, but I totally support everything that you're doing and I yes. understand it and it makes perfectly good sense. And likewise. Yes. You know, I, we're all the way in Illinois. Like You have people that are all the way around the world. Like you said, you have someone that's in Ghana. Like that's, that's yes. family, that's support. That's building exactly. a community. That's building yeah. a community. And I, and I think that people need to know that in homeschooling, you're making this decision to homeschool. Having a community is absolutely important, but your community doesn't have to look like what you might be traditionally used to it looking like. Right. It doesn't have to include the, those extended family members. Sometimes it might not even include people that are living in the same household with you because you know, there's tons of stories where wives are saying like their their husbands disagree, you know, with right. the choices. But you still find like-minded people that can encourage you in, like you said, you have that aha moment when you figure out like I'm doing the right thing. Right. And just have that have that that faith in yourself and your children and the decision that you made. I think that's wow, all of those things are so important. You are your family. You, your husband, yes. and your and your little ones. You guys yes. are a true reflection of what I think of what a first generation homeschool family looks like. Yes. And like you're you're living your dream, you're living it out, right? The children are being exposed to so many different amazing um, experiences where they can kind of distinguish and have discernment to know what they want to do and what maybe not they want to do, and they're developing skills that it may not look like they're interested in these things right now, but it's definitely for sure that it's going to come back into play in years down the line. You know, like yes. your daughter may, she may not be right now considering like engineering and architecture, but one day she's probably absolutely going to design her own house. Yeah. You know, she's going to have her own land and build her own house. And that, that in itself is an accomplishment, right? Right. So I, I think people need to really like just know that 
your family is a true success story of what it means to be a first generation homeschooler. And thank you. Yes. Education doesn't, education is not all by the book. Education is not all, you know, the tradition. <laughs> and right. It's not public education. <laughs> it is so much more. <laughs> yes. I, I love it. That's awesome. You guys are, wow. You guys are fascinating. I'm so glad you said that. I, I just feel so energized with that. Yes. Like, <laughs> homeschooling is parenting. Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> it is. It's a model. It is definitely a model. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody needs to somebody needs to just listen to this and be encouraged. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Like, need definitely. A, a testimony. <laughs> right. Exactly. And even with what you said about your, your co-worker, um, just the fact of when people question, you know, what makes you qualify? Well, you you were given the gift of having that child, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the creator gave you the ability, blessed you with the ability to have that child. So why will it not be uh, why would you not be qualified to teach them? You know, if if we were in a world of just just land and uh, food and in um, our homes, we would be the teachers. If yes. there were none of these establishments, we would still be the first teachers. So why not? You know, you it's know, just I, this convenience. I, <laughs> I always think and, and I always think and I see I see a lot of these things on like Facebook and Instagram when people uh, pose or not pose, but they they uh, mention, you know, they post or mention what someone has said to them and how someone has asked them questions similar to that. And the thing that I always think about is how my grandmother would always say two things. She'd say, we don't have anything nice to say. Don't say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And then number two is, which I think is a universal one, you think before you speak, right? Exactly, yes. And I sometimes feel like when people come across homeschoolers and they say these things, did you think out what you said? Right, <laughs> right. You know, like, right. oh, how would your, like, the, the I think the number one is like, how do your children socialize? Did you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We, we still live in a community. You know, mm-hmm. I may have more than one child at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we frequent the library. We we go to the grocery store. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we're not tucked away somewhere, you know. Right. Not we're, speaking we're talking anyone. to anyone. Right. We're talking to you right now. So this is exactly. social life. <laughs> exactly, yes. Exactly. I I don't know. It's just like, do you, I mean, even when, even when the question comes up and I sometimes think like, okay, well, do you think public education teaches kids how to socialize? Because a lot mm-hmm. of those children tend to be bullied or are right. being, bu- or are bullying someone. Right. Right. And then, you know, it's unfortunate because a lot of, and, and we can acknowledge the people right now probably can't or don't have the space or finances to uh, commit fully or even just part-time to homeschooling but whatever their their family dynamics is or their neighborhood dynamics their community dynamics is they bring those things those energies into the public school setting 
and right. all of the kids in the classroom are affected by exactly. everything that everyone's feeling and t- including the the teacher the the person that's leading the class so it's like it's not teaching socialization it's not even teaching mm-hmm. how to manage those emotional issues that are going on there right you know, it's really just I don't know. We we don't even know at this point what is it right. doing for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So just keeping up with, yeah, whatever. I, I think <laughs> people should be more open to alternative um, ways of learning and not just think that the systematic approach is how it is because it's showing yeah. more and more that public education is more of a systematic has it's it's just oppression. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just call it what it is. It's oppression. It's we're oppressing the kids. Exactly. We're not we're not educating them. They are just being tortured almost every day. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So much. But you know, on another on a lighter note, on a better <laughs> note, right? <laughs> we have to we have to look forward to having amazing futures and yes. One of the things that I think, uh, one of the other things I think that homeschooling um, does for children is, as I said earlier, is to give them exposure to a lot of different things. So yes. what are you, you know, what are you looking forward to for the future? How do you plan to support any of the dreams and aspirations that your little ones have? Um, for the future, definitely near future, um, traveling, traveling this world, um, starting with it within the states um our daughter is now a big fan of amusement parks and so um with that we also learned a lesson um in black history as far as uh the inventor granville uh granville t woods i believe is his name um he created the 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 railing system that the amusement park rides then eventually started using as well as 60 some odd um inventions so when i saw that i was like you know <laughs> as a homeschooler we try to connect everything um and that's the the wonderful world of it just the fact that when you're homeschooling you're not just teaching your children you're teaching yourself you're unlearning and relearning you know, that, that was a part of the journey that I didn't expect to that full extent. So that's the part that um, we're enjoying as parents, that we're learning along with them. And we're doing more research as we find out things. We're like, oh, yeah, they definitely show them this. Definitely. Let them read that. Definitely. You know, because it's empowering to know. To be a listening ear, first and foremost, um, to always have a, just an open door policy that we always tell them, you can always talk to us. Um, that's something we didn't quite get so much ourselves growing up. Um, so we wanted, you know, to make sure that there's always a line of communication and that as long as they're doing something that is going to be beneficial um, especially something that they can give back to the community and help build the community, we're all in support for it. Um, and we'll do what we can to support it. Um, 
our our oldest, she's into anime. And so one of her dreams is to travel to Japan. So that is definitely on our radar um, to do what we can to get her to Japan. And we all go there, which she's like, oh, no, I I, I can go myself. No, no, no. (laughs) We're not that kind of family. (laughs) We're going together. (laughs) The independence. I love it. Right. Now, that is a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Right. Little children that we have. Like, again, it is a blessing to homeschool them. But once they get into, like, where they have their own mind, don't you sometimes feel like, why did I teach you that? (laughs) And that's, yes, I was going to say, when you said something earlier, it reminded me of that fact of, uh, you know, how there's sometimes a, a... stigma or a certain view of homeschoolers and in the past it was you know people thought that homeschoolers were very sheltered very quiet um you know they had all words and phrases for them and now they they i've I've heard people change their minds they're like oh they're so outspoken you know they're so (laughs) very so liberated you know it's like uh yeah Yeah, maybe I, I don't know what generation of homeschooling that was, but this right. one here, <laughs> well, not these children. No, they uh, yes. they're from a different world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that may have been the public school at home homeschoolers. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. No, yeah, no, they are very like you said. They're very liberated and, and outspoken. Yeah. I, I don't know how people just miss that, you know, with the whole myth on socialization. I have the experience of like having people say things to me and then, you know, maybe on a later date or something, they randomly see me and my son and they finally get introduced to my son and then they have that light bulb and they're like, oh, you're such a great parent. What you, you keep doing what you're doing and he's so excellent. And it's like, yeah, but you're the same person that was very judgmental about the idea of homeschooling. Right. And, and yes. you have to understand this is not an overnight thing. This is a process. This is right. You, you can't just wake up and all of a sudden have a genius child or, you know, um, have a child that's doing whatever. Like, no, you have to like say edit this is an everyday thing you have to wake yes. up job. like you said it, it's parenting yeah then i don't know you just don't get parenting <laughs> right right exactly and that's that's one of my uh i guess like for me my my parents um especially my dad he was very outspoken about uh how he didn't agree with you know our choices of homeschooling and stuff as if he had not well the the thing was he had it reflected on his uh schooling and whatnot and you know um all of that that's that's where i feel a lot of people they don't reflect on their schooling so yeah so they're just speaking out of fear so um it wasn't until you know as our child got older and showed that she can read or that (laughs) that she can write at one and 
all this stuff that, oh, you know, y'all are doing a good job. Oh, oh okay, that you're doing this. So, and you're like, ah. Oh. That's what it that sounds so much like a like a family <laughs> member's mind. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bust out my family member right. on the podcast, but but they know who they are. Right. <laughs> no, that sounds like a family member of mine. And when my son got to be a third point, same thing. We we and I literally was just having a conversation last night with my son's grandmother. Like I was telling her, like you know, this particular family member has said like how they don't quite like the fact that all my son wants to do is talk about trains all day and Mm -hmm. they want my son to you know talk about like other things because she feels that he may not be able to um, engage with other children his age and I was like it's so funny because my son has went to the library as recent as maybe like a couple weeks ago and set up all of the kids on those computers. He set up all of the kids with Roblox accounts and they were playing Roblox games. And I literally just leaned over to the librarian and I was like, I think you just got a new gaming club. So you might want to make official. (laughs) You know? And I and I look at my aunt and I'm just like, You you're concerned about him talking about trains. Well um, he's he's socializing with other kids. He got these kids playing a train game on Roblox. Exactly. And they're, they're all playing it, and they're all in tune with it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want him to discuss other things that he's not in, actually interested. in. I want to keep him, you know, in that space where he is and encourage that because that's his thing. I feel like if right. I try to guide him into something else that's not his thing, then it's kind of like it's it's doing a disservice to him because it's right. kind of the point of view of homeschooling me and. You're not allowing me to have that freedom that you said that you wanted me to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. I, <laughs> I think I think it is something, you know, but after the same thing like you said with your daughter, after some time she was just like, Oh, yeah, you're doing a very great job with him compared to some of these other moms over there I see. Like, nah, but. they hate to do what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then when it, and then if I say like oh well you know I'm tutoring this little one oh why are you tutoring and they could do that with their own kid mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <"Lady, stop> exactly <laughs> are you supposed to be the elder that's supposed to be encouraging community building uplifting one of right. them <laughs> y'all are not exactly. Be that family member, it's like, mm-mm. right? <laughs> it's something I don't know. I just say, you know what? I say, just when it comes to extended family members, I feel like address it gently, you know what I mean? Because you right. don't want to burn a bridge and you, you don't want them to burn a bridge with you. Address it gently and just keep it moving. But exactly. if it's just a random person on the street, I don't know. I've seen some homeschoolers that are like. I'm gonna give them the business, you know. Right. <laughs> Depends on the time of day. Are you enjoying the podcast? Remember to subscribe to Friends of Cabrini on Spotify. Now back to the episode. Thank you so much for being on today for this episode so fun i definitely want to invite you to come back again and share some more 
Good evening. Coming up into the 2023 year. So I'm assuming you got some some things planned for the 2023 year with maybe one of your businesses or both or with the children. Yes, I absolutely do. Um I well that will await next um in 2023 i'll announce it um in january yes definitely awesome. have a new project um that i'm working on and um looking forward to releasing it and it's definitely um i would say the the hint to it it, it, it definitely involves the children and our journey with them um but on an aspect that helps families. Um, if I want to give a sneak peek, I'll be- basically say it has to deal with fertility and um, and how that plays a role in a, in a lot of people's lives. Um, that and the law manifestation. Kudos to you in the business yes. and blessings. I hope everything goes well. Yes. Where can, where can um, our listeners reach out to you for any of your photography services or anything of that nature? Any classes with you, or just to connect and say, "Hey, I'm in the area of Georgia. What do you mean?" Yes. Well, I am on IG um, at Royal Lionheart Academy. Um, I'm also on IG at Nubian Moon Time. Um, if it's not just Nubian Moon Time, it may be Nubian Moon Time eleven eleven. Um, but you'll you'll see the logo there. It's a purple logo that says Nubian Moon Time. Um, yeah. I'm also on Facebook. What? I'm on IG too, as well as um, photography company Abundantly Beautiful. Uh, beautiful spell B E Y O U. Um, and I'm on there on IG and Facebook. And um, what's coming up next with the photography as well is um, having available prints, just my artwork in itself um, being available to um, print and mail to anyone who just needs some some beauty in their homes or their businesses or whatnot. So look forward to that. Um, have you yeah. have you thought about and this? I'm sorry to cut you off, and it just oh, it no just worries. came to me. I know your little one wants you to. Um, I was gonna say though, have you thought about NFTs, like doing NFTs with your? Um, is that am I saying that right? NFTs. With yeah, your with photography. Um, I have my daughter. Um, our oldest is actually she's in a crypto class now, so she's learning about all of that. And I'm looking forward to her giving her the chance to teach me uh, versus um, me, yeah, versus me sitting in there and figuring it out because they are, um, our children are, oh, they're such a magnet to the information. It, they do really grasp it um, sometimes quicker than we, we do. And that's the joy, the joy of this journey as well. Sometimes I have to just sit back and be like, baby, can you show me? <laughs> and, be, yeah. and I ask, hey, please be patient with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that's really cool that you're doing that because I'm I'm just thinking like I, I know a lot of creatives right now and future creatives that are probably going to be going into that digital space. Right, right. So I was curious to know if you if that's something that you kind of have already kind of segued into 
um, with your business or maybe in the future you might find yeah. yourself in that area? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a it's a future, um, near future thing that we're looking into. I'm just learning the ins and outs now. Um, definitely research first and um, and and definitely learning my way, finding my way through the, those new programs and whatnot. But um, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, definitely will be in there. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, listeners, we thank you today for listening to the podcast episode, and we hope that you continue to follow us on Spotify at the Prince Community Podcast. Please reach out to Mrs. Simone at all of her social media handles. You can find them right in the show notes as well as her business details, her bio about who she is, and all these amazing, lovely things about her. Hey friends, so did you enjoy today's show? I know I sure did. Go ahead right now and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And make sure you tell a friend.